Well, hello there. Welcome to this episode of Methetes Radio, the much sure word exposed. How are we out there, fellow disciples of Jesus Christ? Are you loving him? Are you loving him with all that you are in everything that you're doing? I hope you are. And I hope that the products of this here podcast will also be to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves and thus glorify God in the process. I wanted to start this podcast by just reiterating the goal of what we're trying to do here. And it's because I wouldn't want to come across every episode as presenting all that there is possibly to know about a subject. What I want to do is firstly out of house in the world. I want to save souls. I want to preach the word of God and in house within Christianity. I want to point the church back to the word of God. And so what you should use these podcasts for is yes to learn. And I hope in fear and trembling that I present God's truth rightly, that I rightly discern his word and present truth. I don't want to ever take God's word lightly, be it in a less formal thing like a podcast or be it in a sermon that I may or may not be preaching. I never want to take God's word lightly. So hear what I say, and hopefully I speak rightly. I pray that I do. I try to. But use what I say as a motivation to go into the Word of God and research these things for yourself. Certainly so far I've been doing around 15 to 20 minute podcasts, maybe up to 25 on occasions. And for the vast majority of subjects, you're just not going to present all that there is to know in that short an amount of time. Hence, if that's all you're preaching, preach longer sermons. But I love you. But you should preach longer sermons. But use these things as a, I guess, a catalyst, you could say, to go into the Word of God yourself and find out more about this subject. So just wanted to offer that as a little bit of a reminder as to what Methetes Radio is all about, and also just to address a concern that I guess that I had. But in this particular podcast, we're going to look at the role of government. Now, initially... I got onto this sort of subject because I saw an article advertising a segment on the project, which for those of you listening outside of Australia, is a fairly left-wing, at times quite funny, show that we have on TV here in, in Oz. And the guys at the project wrote on their Facebook page when describing this segment, the Victorian state government is set to introduce new rules that will allow every tenant the right to have a pet in their rental property. Now, on the face of it, this seemed to me to be a massive overstep of governmental power. As it turns out, this wasn't entirely accurate, and landlords will still have to give permission for renters to have pets in their properties. However, the conditions under which landlords will be able to refuse have not yet been released by the government. So time will tell whether this will be government overstep or not. And this proposed legislation is part of a larger reform of rental laws in Victoria, where the current government is looking to grant what they deem appropriate rights to renters and landlords alike. And from my research, some of these reforms, I definitely think, are an overstep of governmental authority. 
and I'll try and post some links to some of the websites that I've found regarding this in the show notes just in case you're interested. But all of this to say, this particular article isn't what I'm going to be commenting on today in the podcast, but what I want to look at is the role of government in general. And like I said at the very start, we're certainly not going to exhaust the subject in this short podcast. So by all means, use what I say as a stepping stone, as a foundation, if you like. No, actually, the Bible should be your foundation. So use this as a stepping stone. That was the better metaphor there. Use this as a stepping stone into doing some more research for yourself on this matter. And just by the by, a resource that I've found to be a real blessing is bible.knowing-jesus.com forward slash topics. I'm not even going to repeat that because pretty much if you Google a topic and Bible, the website that will come up is that one. And it's a useful way to find a whole bunch of Bible verses on a common subject. Now, of course, what you always want to be careful not to do is to proof text. What do I mean by that? That's when you have a concept which you have already made up in your mind and you look to the Bible in order to prove that subject. What you ought to be doing is to be looking to the Bible first of all and just deciphering what it says and making up your mind that what it says is true. Because it's God's word, so it is true. So be careful of proof texting. So civil government. What's the role of civil government? What should they do? What should they not do? Did God institute them? What is the go with government? Now, the website that I mentioned came up with 19 entries on this, some of which were duplicates, but we're not going to look at all of these entries. We're just going to look at two or three. The first one, and probably one of the best-known verses about government in the Bible, is Romans 13, and we're going to look at verses 1 to 7. And this one, keep in mind as we're reading through it, it talks a little bit about what government should do, and it also talks about what our response as citizens under government, what our response and attitude toward the government rulers should be. And it says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honour to whom honour is owed. Now to some people who maybe are a little anti-government, there's some things in that verse that can be a bit of an affront to us. And so we need to remain consistent with that principle which says that God's word is truth. 
And so where it says that we need to submit to government, we got to submit to government. Tough pill to swallow sometimes, but it's God's word. Therefore, it's authoritative. Therefore, we got to do what it says. And so I just want to read through this again and just make some very brief, hopefully, comments. Have you ever noticed how preachers say that they're going to say very brief things and then it's not really very brief at all? A bit like, have you ever heard a preacher actually give a short conclusion when they say, now, just a short conclusion, or words to the same effect? Anywho, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. I think we just commented on that. Very good. For there is no authority except from God. Now, partly I think this is a comment where you can say that all authority is totally arbitrary, except if it's instituted by God. Because if there is no absolute standard, if there is no authority which we answer to, then all authority is essentially arbitrary. You there, Mr. Governing Official, say that you're an authority to me. Who cares? Who said? To use the phrase, which I think can be quite useful sometimes, who died and made you God? So there is no authority except from God, and then following on from that, and those that exist have been instituted by God. All governments that exist, all authority that exists have been instituted by God. That's kind of crazy, hey? I guess if you're like me, immediately your mind goes toward evil rulers. Rulers in, in countries that are just awful. We could easily think of King Jong-un. And I'm apologizing if I said his name wrongly, but the leader of North Korea. And then we see this, and those that exist have been instituted by God. And we say, well, what, what's God doing there? First and foremost, I think we need to remember that God is sovereign and that he is good. That he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And he works all things together for his glory. We need that to be our presupposition that we start our thinking on that subject with. And from there... We could look to things like, for instance, the spread of Christianity in nations which are heavily persecuted. And I believe there is a spread of Christianity in North Korea. And there could be any number of reasons, and we could speculate at some of them, but ultimately if we come to that subject with the presupposition that God is good and that he's sovereign, then we can go to sleep at night and we can know that he is doing good in those countries. So those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Now, possibly a question that comes into your mind there is, what does that mean that I'm supposed to do what the government says or what an authority says, no matter what, even if it's totally and utterly and obviously against what God says is right? And I think we have there the examples of some of the apostles, even the example of Jesus to a large degree. For instance, look at Acts 4 verses 18 to 20. It says, So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. So in a sense, Peter and John there say, if you think it's right for us to obey you instead of God, then you can judge it that way, but we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard of Jesus. In Acts 5, 28 and 29, saying, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name, 
Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood, that's Jesus' blood, upon us? But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. So, yes, we can disobey the government when they tell us to do something that is in strict opposition to what God has said is right. For instance, if the government tells you not to preach the gospel, I think you have a scriptural mandate to still preach the gospel. You're definitely doing something which God has said is good, which God has said that Christians should do, so by all means, go ahead and preach the gospel. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. I guess in a temporal sense and possibly in an eternal sense it's talking about there, but I think the context is talking about a temporal sense. And it continues on, For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. Again, reiterating that concept that governments and rulers are instituted by God, they're his servants, and they are to govern God's people, to govern the world, such that they would do good and not evil. They're to punish evil, as we see in these next verses. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. So God has given governments a mandate to punish evil. That's something that God has given them. Now that's within certain bounds, absolutely, but that is something that God has given to governments that is a good thing for them to do when appropriately carried out. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. So you should do what is good, not just to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience, because you want to do what is right and you want to be clear in the sight of God and in the sight of man. For because of this, you also pay taxes. There's that word that we often don't like. For the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. And so this might even be a little bit hard for me to say. Those who know me well will know that it's a little hard, but at the same time, I love God's word and I know that he is good. So God does say that paying some amount of taxes is good and that we ought to do that for the authorities are ministers of God. I guess you could make a case to say they have to earn a living as well doing this. They need to have enough to function well and they're attending to you, to those whom God has put under these people. For us in Australia, for those who have been put under Malcolm Turnbull and the parliament, they are his ministers to do good, to execute judgment where wrongdoing is found, and to, as we're going to see in the next verse that we're going to look at quickly, promote good. So just the last verse, pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. So as Christians, we're not to owe anything to anyone. Really, we should be doing the things that we're meant to do. Pay to all what is owed to them. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, and for those who are in authority to us, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. We should be a blameless people in the sight of God and in the sight of man. This is one way that we represent Jesus well. And so First Peter 2 verses 13 to 17, we're going to be a little bit quicker here. 
be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So I like that bit in the middle there. Or to governors as sent by him, God, to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Going back to the, the mission statement, I guess, of Methetes Radio, we said that we wanted to not just correct error, but also promote good. And we see a similar principle here in First Peter. Governments are supposed to punish those who do evil, and they're supposed to praise those who do good. So what are some things we need to remember here? God is the higher authority. As we said before, a government's authority is given to them by God. And they mustn't overstep their God-ordained role. And I think what we see from those verses that we've read through is that a government's role is actually quite a lot smaller than what we see in many countries today. Certainly, I think it's a lot smaller than what we see operating in Australia today. Pretty much what we saw there was that a government's role is to reward good and punish evil. And if we think about what Jesus has said, he said that the whole law of God is summed up in love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if we as a nation and indeed as a world were to put these two principles into practice, then I submit to you that we would have a much better world. At the very least, I think what we can say from what we've seen in these verses is that the government definitely doesn't have the power to decide what landlords can and can't do regarding their renters having pets in their property. If we've discovered nothing else in this podcast, I think that is what we have found out. Well done, people. Now, on a more serious note, I think these principles should make a difference to the way we vote and the way that we think about government. Not only should we vote for good principles and good leaders, but I think that we should vote for leaders that only advocate using the amount of authority given them by God and instituted to them by God. So does a leader, for instance, I've heard and read little clips about the opposition leader here in Australia, Bill Shorten, saying that basically if the same-sex marriage plebiscite went ahead and, and the vote was no, and then we didn't change the institution of marriage here in Australia, that if he got in to be prime minister, that he would just go ahead and change it anyways. Well, I think that's a massive overstep of governmental authority. And I'm not just saying that because I think that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that only. I'm saying that because I think that's a massive overstep of government power. Firstly, and this might be a bit controversial even to Christians, I don't think the government should be involved in marriage. And secondly, I think it's an overstep of their power because is that really the rewarding of those who have done good or the punishment of those who have done evil? No, it's not. It's making a decision about an institution which exists. It's far beyond that scope that we've described. So I think that yeah, we should vote for leaders with good principles, 
but we should also vote for leaders who advocate using only the amount of authority instituted to them by God. If we recognize the fact that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick, who can understand it? As Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, then it remains important to not give too much power to humans, humans with deceitful hearts, especially those in a fallen state who haven't been saved by God. That doesn't mean that I think that we should never vote for a non-Christian. In the last election, I voted for a non-Christian. But what I do recognize is that if the Holy Spirit lives inside someone, he will necessarily be producing good fruit in their lives. And so we should try and promote those kind of values. We should promote the preaching of the gospel so there are more people with the Holy Spirit living inside of them. But it seems to me... I guess you could almost say safer to be voting for someone who loves the Lord, who has the Spirit of God in them, who is producing good. And if you're a non-Christian and you're hearing me say that, what I am not saying is that I think that Christians are inherently better people than non-Christians. That's absolutely the opposite of what I'm saying. I think we're all on pretty well a level playing field here. We're all evil. There is no one who seeks after God, no one who does good, not even one, the Bible says. And it's only through God in his sovereignty, redeeming someone, taking out, as it were, their heart of stone, their enmity, their anger against God, and replacing that heart with a heart of flesh that loves God and that wants to be subject to him, that wants to do his will, that wants to do good, it's only through that interaction which is done by God that someone then moves in that direction. You could say the direction of perfection or what in theology we would call the process of sanctification. And even that process is something which is done by God as his Holy Spirit works in us to produce these good fruits. So, probably about enough from me for today. What I don't want to come off as doing is ragging against government full stop. It seems that God has instituted government and he's instituted them for a certain role to promote good and to punish evil. And in as much as they do that, they should have our full support and certainly the biblical evidence is clear that we should be loving those in government, that we should be praying for them, whether we like them or not. If the left wing of the government in Australia got into power here, those whom I have, I guess, a fair bit more disagreeance with, even if they got in, I should still be praying for them. I should be loving them and I should be seeking their good. And so this is me, Tobias, signing off. Let's all praise God together. Mathetes Radio, a much surer word exposed. <laughs>